Hello and welcome to another episode of You Said 100 Miles? Uh, I'm your host, Bob. Um, joining me today, not the lovely co-host, Sass. Unfortunately, she cannot be here, but I am joined today uh, by my friend Kevin Jordan of uh, the the ultra running cryptid as he's as I'm now referring to him because he just seems to pop up for periodically on podcasts these days mostly 10 check miles but you know um Gavin welcome to you said 100 miles glad to be here Bob thanks for having me <laughs> uh I, I'm I'm glad we were able to work this out I've been um been trying to this fall has been interesting i've been trying to get uh a couple more of these episodes recorded and best laid plans life gets in the way whatever but we we finally made it here we got it we're and uh this should uh this will be an interesting one because i think when we first when we first talked about uh doing this episode i pretty sure we didn't think what we're going to end up talking about is what we were going to end up talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the, the great DNF of devil dog. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, I do want to give our listeners here, um, a little bit of background on Kevin is if you are one of the people who do not come from the 10 junk miles universe, um, and are not familiar with Kevin. Um, Kevin is a, very accomplished hundred mile runner. Um, he's been running uh, ultra marathons for a few years now. Among his finishes, Umstead, Old Dominion, Berlin, Mines of Spain, Yeti, Western States, and three time finisher of the Badger One Hundred. So, and the virtual, I think. So it was actually four, right? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think the virtual really counts, but. Yeah. Well, okay. the, the virtual you, has its own challenges. <laughs> I bet. Then, then how? Tell, tell me about doing a virtual hundred. That must have been just that. That is pure will because you're self-supported. Yeah. So I basically just set up a cooler outside my uh, condo building mm-hmm. and like a little bag of uh, supplies, and I would just run out and backs for a hundred miles <laughs> and the out and back would go to basically my other aid station, which was a seven eleven. Mm-hmm. So it was roughly, I don't know, uh, six miles away or so. So I was doing about 12 mile okay. out and backs over and over and over and over. <laughs> and, and it's fun because you're kind of on the clock too, or I was on right. the clock thinking that, Hey, let's see how fast I can run this thing. Mm-hmm. And you get into Seven Eleven, and you're standing in line, and there's lottery <laughs> tickets being purchased, and scratch offs being uh, scratched off in front of you while the clock's ticking and ticking and ticking. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that was fun. I actually ended up buying one person's uh, uh, items for them that were in front of me because they were <laughs> running. A little bit slow, so I like. <laughs> hey, I'll just, I'll just buy that, so I can get out of here. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. But I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it, it, it was fun. Uh, yeah, because I'd run by like Target and stop in Target and buy 
Gatorade or something or mm-hmm. go to the Starbucks, buy water and just basically just kept uh, supplying myself in route. Nice. But yeah, it was interesting, especially yeah. my very last loop. Oh, yeah. Out and back. There was uh, kind of a, uh, probably not the PC term, but a uh, crazy person <laughs> hanging out at about it's probably 5 a.m. at that point, mm-hmm. 4 or 5 a.m. And the guy just started yelling at me. <laughs> oh, cool. And I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't go this way on the way back on this out and back. Mm-hmm. So I cut over a street and there he is. <laughs> <laughs> he anticipated it. Yes. And yelled at me many, many more times. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that's the that's the only thing I worry about with running is it's 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 the it's that's it's the running into crazy people is yeah you know that's pretty much it um, I mean fortunately where where I'm at that's fairly rare um, but uh, it, it is like so what makes it worse though when I do see someone that's making me not feel comfortable out here. It's rare, so it's like, oh, this is making me feel very uncomfortable. So I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, that that happens occasionally, but uh, generally, if I'm out running, I can just, you know, Outrun. turn. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> turn down another block. Because um, it's kind of interesting when you're like just on streets, at, and I used to run a lot more. Uh, than I do now, like really late at night. Yeah. And you'd have like a car, it's probably like an Uber driver, just inching along beside you for a little while. Mm-hmm. And you're like, eh, I need to make a quick turn or turn around and uh, kind of uh, evade yeah. just in case. Because I've had like weird things, like a guy threw a beer in my face one time. What? <laughs> just, yeah. Just uh, running down a, a street, and the guy's just beer right in the face. Beer right in the face. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there. I would. I, I would have rather just him handed me the beer, but uh, I guess enough. those are the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay. So you did. So you got virtual badger here, mm-hmm. and now I, I, I did my my little bit of you know, ultra sign up stalking, uh, in advance. And I saw, um, is it correct? Your, f- your first hundred mile run was actually at a 24 hour race in 2016. That's right. The Tidelands 24 hour. And that was the first year for that race. I think it had been going on before at that same location, but new mm-hmm. race director and a uh, new name came along with it. Got but- it. Yeah, just a little 1.3 mile loop in uh, kind of, uh, the name is accurate, in the Tidelands of uh, Mm -hmm. North Carolina. Just kind of around a swamp and (laughs) a lot of of bridges. So it was pretty interesting. It was a nice little race. So that's your that's your just straight up your first record on ultra sign up. and you know, I, I assume you ran some before running a hundred miles at twenty-four hours. That's just not up there. No, um, no. 
I mean, other than I think two rock and roll half marathons. Interesting. This was my uh, my step up. Interesting. Uh, what 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 took you from half marathons to a hundred miles in twenty four hours? This is kind of a funny story. I like very things, very strange. Okay, so we, my wife and I, had just got back from uh, London. Yep, back in probably March of 2016, early mm-hmm. 2016. And once you're over, uh, like in Europe for a couple of weeks, you know how your clock gets off a little bit, and mm-hmm. so you're automatically waking up a little bit earlier when you uh, when you get back. So what I was going to do once I got back was the uh, uh, the Beachbody Insanity program. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. With the I, I know of it. Yeah, with yeah. The, basically a lot of like cardio, body weight, burpees type exercises. These are the back then it was just all on DVD, and I had the okay. DVDs. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this since I'm up early. So I put one of those discs in, and then my wife woke up, at like almost like ten minutes into it. And we have a very <laughs> small place, just a mm-hmm. one bedroom condo. So she comes out, it's like, ah, oh, I'm I'm awake, so I think I'm gonna watch TV. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not doing this workout then. <laughs> so I went out and ran, okay. and I'd always had this little bug in my head of doing the hundred mile race. And so I'm like, ah, I went out and ran that day. Next morning, got up and ran. Uh, probably pretty shortly after that, I picked up the uh, Relentless Forward Progress book. Okay. Uh, picked yeah. out a plan out of that and just followed it. Okay. So, when, like, so you. So you you'd had the idea of wanting to run a hundred miles. Mm-hmm. So, so you you had some knowledge of ultra running, ultra marathons before that, or you was it like you had heard this one story once of like there's this crazy hundred mile race and that's where <laughs> it kind of came from. Well, not really. Uh, a buddy of mine from Indiana uh, sent me a Facebook page about I think it's or maybe it's MySpace back then. On David Goggins, ah, and David Goggins had done, and I'm sure you know this, and everyone else has heard this, like all these crazy hundred milers, and all these 24 hour events, and mm-hmm. very long running events, and uh, a buddy of mine he sent that to me, and the reason he sent that is because I'm from Brazil, Indiana, David Goggins. Uh, went to high school and uh, early uh, like elementary school and stuff like that there as mm-hmm. well. And so we both knew him yeah. uh, from back then. So he sent that over. I'm like, ah, that's, okay. uh, that's, a, that's an interesting idea. And kind of forgot about it for a while. Okay. And, and then I ended up picking up Rich Roll's book mm. back in probably like 2015 or so and was reading through that and Goggins name popped up again. 
<laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> so then I'm thinking, ah, 100 Miles, picked up Dean Carnass's book, like mm-hmm. right after Rich Rolls, and that kind of uh, just put the, uh, put the thought in my head. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. It's, it's, um, it's so interesting to me. I, you know, coming for me, like one, I hated running when I was young, like so much. I absolutely hated it. And then when I was in ROTC, I grew to really enjoy running a lot. Um, but then I hurt myself and that's a whole backstory, but what, and I went to school in Boston. So, you know, I'm aware of what marathons are. I knew it was 26.2. I had no idea that there was anything beyond marathons. Um, certainly not organized. Um, and then pro- a couple years, I think it was in like 2010 or 2011, someone invited me to go camping with them uh, while her friend was running a 12-hour race that was part of a 24-hour race. And I just remember just being like, okay, this is so dumb. And then it was like, okay, this was so dumb, I'm going to forget about it entirely until like I get to the point where I have now run a few marathons, I've run a 50-mile race, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I did go to that I, I was aware of this in the past somehow, but I had just totally forgotten about it. So that's uh, it, it's it's uh, it's kind of a bizarre. It's it's an interesting thing to me when people see something so absurd as running a hundred miles, and they say, "I want to go do that." <laughs> like I've done that, and I still don't understand it really. But yeah, I had never even contemplated running a marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad used to run like half marathons. Okay. Back when he was probably in his uh 40s or so. Mm-hmm. And he was actually fairly good at that. Oh and yeah. He he'd podium every once in a while, and or I guess probably age group, like podium in his age group. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to run the Indianapolis uh, mini marathon back when it was smaller than the huge event that it is now. <laughs> yeah but but other than that i don't think i ever met anyone that had even run a marathon <laughs> oh it's so bizarre how that happens it really is what a so the other thing i noticed was so you ran that 24 hour race in 2016 and then there's a gap until 2019 yeah work got extremely busy okay um like right as I ran that 2016 race Mm -hmm. and I came back and I was just billing hours like crazy. Um, So I just basically blew out all of the uh, training that I had for that race. (laughs) And and I started back up in 2017. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to go back to Tidelands and maybe I can win this race. Cause I, I think I took third. Okay. Uh, well, I, when I was there on that first event. It says second. Uh, Overall second. Nah, that's wrong. No? Okay. Yeah, I've noticed on Ultra Sign Up that a lot of these uh, timed events are all wrong now. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. 
Yeah, huh. so anyone that has the same mileage, like oh. they will they will all have the same place now. Okay, it doesn't account for how for- what order you finished that last lap. Right. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I saw that, that saw that on another one too. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. But Interesting. yeah, that was my plan and then ended up kind of uh tweaking like my piriformis. Mm. And I was out doing a training run and I think I was gonna do like a fifty mile run or a thirty mile run. Mm-hmm. And got about two thirds of the way done and could not step up on a curb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that ended twenty seventeen for me. Oof. And then I just basically did nothing until twenty nineteen. So and then in twenty nineteen you did the hundred K Devil Dog. Mm-hmm. Um and so you do that December twenty nineteen and then at the beginning of twenty twenty nothing really happened um in the world. Uh so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I was excited. I ran I think a twelve hour event uh in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. And did fairly decent at that. It was like kind of my first uh, trail race. Mm-hmm. And then Devil Dog, which is another trail race. And I'm like, ah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for all the races now. Mm-hmm. And then there were no races. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what, what I'm curious here is if, so it, it, it it sounds like if if COVID didn't happen, we the the year that you know you had in basically in twenty twenty one might have been a year earlier. Do you think that's what would have happened? Do you think you would have gone in the way you the way you've done since the races came back, um, or you, th- you maybe a mo- little bit more gradual build into it? I probably would have done about the same thing. Yeah. I, I don't know that I did that many races in 2021. Um, uh, probably like one, four, two, three, four, maybe. Five, six. Really? Oh. You did six. Yeah, you did six <laughs> races. Huh. I mean, like, you know, eight hour, 11 hour, 24 hour, 12 hour, Badger, 12 hour. Yeah, you, you still raced a good amount in 2021. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the 24-hour race. Mm. And there's probably one missing off there, a uh, 100-miler. Oh, really? Which is okay. Eastern States. Oh. They don't use ultra sign-up. So. I got you. Yeah. So uh-huh. that DNF is not on there. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, so- that, that race was beyond my... Uh, <laughs> Beyond my set of tools at that point. <laughs> that's that's. Uh, I'm I'm glad you you brought that up because uh, I mean if if uh, it doesn't come through, I mean Kevin and I chat pretty regularly online, and there I have I have this fun tendency of like someone will say something ridiculous, and I'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna go do that, and most of the time, like I most of the, I'm pretty good about saying like. I, I'm not actually going to sign up for something really dumb, uh, j- you know, just joking around. But I, someone said something about Eastern States, and I said that. And yet, at the time, I don't know, 
you know, you messaged me like, Bob, don't sign up for this. This is, <laughs> you were not <laughs> and I had a good chuckle at it because I was like, no, I, I know that area of Pennsylvania. I'm not, I'm definitely not, I'm not going and doing that yet. Um, if ever, but yeah, I, I think now I could finish that race. Uh, I'm confident I can. Um, mm-hmm. but at the time I had like, no business being there. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything that I'd ever done 100 mile wise was just flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'd done some trail races, but they, compared to Eastern states, are completely flat. <laughs> yeah. So, and, well, and I and I ran it two weeks after Badger. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> which, that's a good call. Which is <laughs> not not a good not a good idea. And it's not it, it's not just mountainous terrain. It is rocky, and it, it's that that crazy Appalachia that is just really hard to move through. Um, you know, it's that like buffed uh, West Coast Trail. Yeah, yeah it is rocky, rooty, mm-hmm. and a lot. It seemed like when I was on these trails. I would just be questioning why there is a trail here. Because <laughs> one section I fondly in air quotes remember you went through a creek and then went up a little ways, back through the creek, up a little ways, back through the you just kept going in and out of this little creek. <laughs> and I have no idea why. <laughs> Is the same creek. You can look just straight ahead, and there's just people crossing it both ways, just weaving through this creek. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and you do a climb and be like, who thought this would be a trail? It's just straight up. It's like whoever had the spray can at the time, we're just marking trees, and this is the trail. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of it was just kind of like game trails or deer yeah. and, and, and whatnot. That you know, makes sense. Worn a little bit of a path away for us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was beyond me. Um, yeah. I ended up kind of injuring my knee, which I don't Ooh. know that I actually injured it, mm-hmm. but it felt like I injured it and I had no experience with that at the time. Yeah. And... Isn't that yeah. just so, just such a hard thing to learn as a runner is like when you're hurting versus when you're hurt and especially in ultra running, it's, it's just such a hard thing to put, put your finger on. Yeah. I just recall there was a section. Do you remember the video game? This is like an old Nintendo game, uh, Excite Bike. Yeah. Where it has the... Mm-hmm. Like little, uh, short little humps. There was mm-hmm. a section that was exactly that. You're just like going downhill and there's a hump. Going downhill, oh. hump. Going downhill like a hump. And oh. somehow I did, tweaked my knee on that. And after that, it just, I slowed down and every step was, man, my knee hurts. Man, my knee hurts. And... Ended up calling it about, I don't know, 40 miles in. Okay. 
What what pushed you to what, what inspired you to to sign up for Eastern States? <laughs> uh, the reason I laugh is uh, Jesse Canfield, mm-hmm. our good friend. Uh, he signed up for it, and our friend uh, Kyle Norquist also yeah. signed up for it, and I jumped in on the uh, wait list, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, this. Probably won't happen, but it'll be cool. I'll just hang out with these two guys the whole time, <laughs> and it'll be great. Well, Kyle ends up dropping, and he messages and says, Hey, I'm dropping out of this race. <laughs> I would say within, like, I don't know, a few hours later, I received the, You've been accepted to Eastern States. So, so I got his spot. I'm a hundred percent sure that I got his spot. That's, that's funny. Yeah. Oh so, man. So yeah, it, it was pretty fun at the beginning because Jesse and I uh, were able to stick together pretty well. I mean, we yo-yoed yep. a little bit because mm-hmm. he's an incredible downhill technical runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, like no fear, no regard for personal safety. Or his life, for that matter, just mm-hmm. bam straight downhill on this stuff, and it's it's incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm a little quicker to, on the climbs, mm-hmm. so with all the climbing, we kind of just like yo-yoed, and then we'd get to the uh, flats and uh, basically be together on those sections. So it was fun. We, nice. I, I enjoyed spending a lot of time on the on the trail with him. Nice. Yeah, it's it's nice to be able to to get time on the trail with friends for sure, and uh, when especially in a situation where that sounds almost ideal, where like you you guys get to run your own pace when it makes sense, but you can still meet up. It it's um you know it's it's fun at like something like uh you know a badger where. You, you all start together and you might run together with a few people, but then eventually you separate and you really won't see them again until they're coming back and you shout um, at them in a, unintelligibly as they pass you. Going the other and, way. and they have no idea that who's shouting at them because yeah. <laughs> it's dark. And yeah. <laughs> all I see yeah. is a headlamp. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you got FOMO'd into Eastern States. Oh, absolutely. Um, that, yeah. That's the correct term for that. <laughs> did uh, so How did you feel after that one? Like, did you know, like, was that, was that, was that a, was that a difficult one to get over? Or were you like, no, I, I was so far and over my head. I'm not mad at myself. I was not mad at myself at that one at all. Okay. Um, I, like you said, in over my head. <laughs> yeah. And I felt like I was getting injured while I was there, which I I don't think I actually was after mm-hmm. after uh time to reflect on it. And mm-hmm. and frankly, like a couple of days later, no no problems at all. So uh-huh. so maybe I pulled the plug and maybe I did the right thing, but who knows. Right. Okay. Um so I want to I do want to get to Devil Dog this year. Mm-hmm. Um but before we do that I I'm curious one um about 
Swami. What what happened there? Wow, this is the DNF episode. It is. Well, <laughs> and, 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 and and here's and here's why. Um, here's what's so it's because at this point, you know, I've I've got one hundred in the bank. Mm-hmm. I'm registered for another one, which we'll, we'll talk about towards the end. Um, and you know, so people who are listening to this now, okay, now they've heard the story of somebody coming up and doing their first hundred and everything that goes into it. Now, what they've heard my my story of a DNF as my first attempt. What is what I think is great for people to hear about a little bit more though is like, hey, this does happen to people even when they're experienced runners at this point they've done 100 mile races and one it's okay um but two you know how how was how are these dnfs different for you having you know a couple of finishes under your belt versus you know because you you finished your first hundred so you didn't you know you didn't have that same experience as i did so you know if we look at Swami, which was your first race of 2022, right? Like, you know, what? And I think that one affected you a lot more. Swami was actually my second race of 2022 because I did a, oh, like, a like an eight hour event. Okay. In, uh, in February, like a little, and I think I ran gotcha. like 40 miles at it. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a nice uh, race. The IC eight. Oh, down in okay. uh, it's like Lake Ann, Virginia. Okay, uh, close to uh, Fredericksburg. But uh, Virgi- yeah, I mean, Virginia that time of year, it probably it, pro- it probably felt really good running weather. It depends on the year. I've had years yeah. where your water bottle, like the nozzle, is just completely freezing, uh, mm. and. So yeah. it, it kind of depends if it's a little less uh, cold, the trail tends to get a little muddy when it mm-hmm. starts thawing out. So, yeah, yeah. so it kind of depends on the weather. But yeah, okay. getting back to Swami, this was another uh, FOMO race. Okay. <laughs> FOMO. <laughs> yeah. FOMO leads to bad races for me, apparently. Hmm. Yeah, but Swami Shuffle is a, I'd say roughly two hundred twenty mile race, mm-hmm. and it starts at kind of the north end of, or, sorry, the southern end of Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. and works its way south through North Carolina to the Cape Hatteras Lighthouse, mm-hmm. and then back. So it's a very very long out and back. Yeah. Um, and like I said, a uh, little bit FOMO'd into this race. Uh, <laughs> a good buddy, uh, Jesse Canfield, was running it. Ah. Uh, Stephen Dentz. I was going to guess Dentz, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think there was another person that was also uh, originally signed up for that. And okay. they ended up dropping uh, before the race. Okay. Now, for... Just for context, the mm-hmm. Swami so it's 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 a race. Um, it, it's a it's a charity race, basically. It's in support of um, yeah, Mission Twenty Two, Mission Twenty Two, yep. um, and 
so it, it's it's a little different than kind of the other stuff. In fact, it was I I had a moment where I almost signed up for it, um, <laughs> and it was in and because I had a, a a good friend of mine here. Um, he is, he lost a cousin. Um, he was uh, when his cousin was in the navy. He was one of the twenty two, and this was like literally days before Swami's filled up and Dents was talking about it and I was like I want to go run this in honor of my buddy's cousin and I'm glad I talked myself out of it because it's 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 and, I, I support by, the cause but and by one of the 22 you mean the 22 service members that loses their life to suicide per day yep every day yeah I, I don't know if that number is actually accurate but or it's higher or I, I've heard different yeah, things, know. but mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a good organization. And the yeah. race fee, I believe, is $222. <laughs> so, it, and everything basically goes straight to that organization. And yeah. it's self-supported race. Uh, you can have crew. You don't have to have crew. You mm-hmm. can just crew yourself out of gas stations and uh, convenience stores and grocery stores and whatnot along the way you can book hotels along the way uh, i mean you have <laughs> yeah. a full i think six six days to do it mm-hmm. yeah you gotta you get a decent clip yeah you need a decent amount of time yeah. yeah so so that race starts out uh on the beach mm-hmm. and you run probably 20 straight miles or so on the beach before you get to uh get into north I guess you're already in North Carolina, but uh, get onto the road. It, okay. it, it's pretty interesting, uh, I, I thought, because you get to the North Carolina border and you have to go yeah. through a gate. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, there's a gate on the beach. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Big long fence with a gate. Uh, I, okay. I, I would have never thought of that, but you go through this gate and... I think the gate's there because on the North Carolina side, uh, the beach serves as a road also. Okay. So I think that is like kind of keeping the cars out of the uh, Virginia side, which is also like right on the uh, perimeter of a park. Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it keeps all the horses in. <laughs> All the beach horses. Beach horses? Yeah. That area has a lot of horses on the beach. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't see any, but... I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't see any, but you could tell they would, like, scratch themselves on that fence. Because there's, like, some some uh, hair and stuff there. Oh. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, but it's kind of cool because you're running along the beach... And there's trucks driving down, like, down the beach at you. And, I mean, not just, like, pickup trucks. Some of these were, like, big flatbed semi-type trucks and trash okay. trucks. And, <laughs> okay. yeah, it, it was pretty wild. I, I would have uh-huh. never thought of that. But there are some houses down on that North Carolina side. Okay. And you get to those houses by driving on the beach. Mm, okay. Yeah, mate. All right. Yeah. So, okay. So we're keeping the cars out. 
um, <laughs> uh, out of Virginia. That's right. <laughs> all right. So, so how, what? So how did how did that how did it all go for you? How um, it went very well at first. Mm-hmm. Um, had our buddy Oak Miller. He was uh, crewing me for the race, or at least the nice. uh, first part of the race. Mm-hmm. And once you get off the beach, it's pretty nice because you're either on like a bike path or a sidewalk for a good probably 30 40 miles Mm -hmm. and then it goes straight to road and then you're on the shoulder of a road and just like a two-lane road 50 mile an hour speed limit everyone driving crazy (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and (laughs) and you just gotta like work your way down on the side of the road for the longest Mm -hmm. time for like the kind of middle stretch of it until you get to Hatteras. Okay. Uh, I was doing pretty well. I I was leading the race up until about mile uh, 130 or so, 129. Okay. And right before that, my both my hamstrings just seized up. Ooh. And I was barely moving. Uh, and my wife was down there and like her and Oak were going to kind of switch off on, uh, Mm -hmm. on the crewing because I had this grand, terrible plan of (laughs) I'm going to run through the first night. So I got down to the halfway point, about 109 miles or so at the, uh, at the lighthouse in, I don't know, 25 hours, something like that. Mm -hmm. So I, I was running at a, a hundred mile pace. Okay. Turned around and there's this like a 20 mile an hour headwind. Ooh. Just walking into that and then trucks would, big old uh, semis would come down the road and you'd get another headwind from that. And it was just kind of brutal. At least for me, it was brutal. Yeah. (laughs) And then my hamstrings and kind of gave out and yeah. And I just stopped at mile 129. My goal was to make it to about, I had a hotel with my wife at, uh, I think, Kill Devil Hills, which would have been about 156, 158 miles into the race. I'm like, I'll sleep then for like four hours and keep going, but (laughs) never made it there. Okay. (laughs) I never made it. Oh, man. Yeah, that that stretch of road and the wind just broke me. Yeah. Completely broke me. And I'm still suffering from that to this day with hamstring issues. I was going to say, you know, the second you said hamstrings, it just jumped into my mind. Because, I I mean, you've been, since we've been chatting more this year, like, those hamstrings have been a problem for you um, for quite a while. Oh, absolutely. Actually, kind of right before Swami. Yeah. It's where they kind of started uh, acting up a little bit. Okay. And going into Swami, I'm like, I just hope my hamstrings, and this is like my hamstrings won't be an issue here. Okay. And they were. (laughs) They were? (laughs) They absolutely were. (laughs) Yeah, so, so I ended up dropping out of that race and I was leading when I pulled the plug on it. Yeah. Oh, 
man. And and so you dropped, and just from what you described, I don't think anyone could blame you. Did you did you hit her? How 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 did you feel about it after though? Oh, it was the complete right decision. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could have finished it. I had days and days and days. Mm-hmm. But also, I had my wife there, and we kind of had the expectation of me finishing fairly, like, a two to three days instead of six days. Right. I'm like, I could probably just walk this very gingerly in and take my time, but I'm also wasting her vacation time and right. wasting my vacation time on just misery at that point. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, it, it's, it is a, it is interesting to think about and it's one of the, like, one of the things I've considered about hundreds is that and certainly anything beyond 100 is the impact on our our families and is is so much bigger mm-hmm. you know you you can you can do a 50 you know and if i go to eric and i say can i have a saturday to go run a 50 you know especially if it's local no problem but if if i need you know i'm going to go run a you know even badger which is only 2 hours for me but it's i got to be up there a day and ahead i'm going to be out i'm going to be there for 2 days i'm going to need recovery after that that's significantly more it is it is a pretty big um pretty big ask and then when you start talking about the 200s where you've got you know these 6 day cutoff like cocodona 6 days i think mm-hmm. um you know that that's a huge ask. Yeah, um, especially if you're trying to have crew. Yeah, then that's a lot of people that you are bringing out there, and a lot of people taking vacation days. A lot of people mm-hmm. uh, just spending money. Yeah, and it get it gets expensive. Yes, yes, it does. It it it's. I mean, it, I think in general, like running is. Running is much more expensive than it should be. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> theoretically, running is very cheap. When you get yes. into these races, running can get expensive. Uh, yep. I mean, the race fees anywhere from two to for for a hundred mile, two hundred to four five hundred bucks mm-hmm. for a hundred miler, plus airfare, hotels. And if you're bringing crew with you, paying flights for your crew, mm-hmm. um, hotels for your crew, rental cars, it, mm-hmm. becomes, it adds up. Yeah, becomes a rich man's sport at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely does. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I think we're both fortunate we do have options closer to us, but I think we both suffer from the same ailment of uh, enjoying traveling and enjoying, you know, uh, mountainous terrain too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's one of the great things about my wife is if I find a race in a location, be like, hey, mm-hmm. what do you think about this? And probably about 60% or 75% of the time she says, I would like to go there. 
I, I, I've never <laughs> been there before. I mean, she doesn't crew, uh, or really crew, or she doesn't run at all, but mm-hmm. she's very independent and will find her own things to do and mm-hmm. and, and really enjoys it. Yeah. Hey, we I, I had the pleasure of meeting her in, in uh, at Western States and and getting to I like that dynamic. What you described makes complete sense off of what I saw. It, it, it was that that's really nice though. Like to to have uh, a partner who supports you like that and is willing, you know, take the trip out with you and um, even if they're not going to be there to crew. So that's really cool that you have that. Oh yeah, I mean it. It works easier since we don't have kids, so <laughs> we can mm-hmm. uh, do a, do a lot more. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of a lot more, I mean, you had so in twenty twenty two four hundreds uh, plus a hundred finish at dots, um, include and on top of that, the the Swami. Uh, which you still did over 100 miles. Um, and then you came into 2023, uh, and you ran four 100s, one of which being Western States, and then, you know, a few weeks later, Badger, and then two weeks later, Berlin. Um, and then Mines of Spain wasn't that much longer after it. It's... it's You are just completely in the hole of running hundreds <laughs> yeah i mean 2022 i think i had 500 finishes mm-hmm. not 500 mile finishes not 500, 500 finishes but. yes <laughs> <laughs> you had a busy year 500 yeah. finishes wow it's a bit much yeah. uh yeah so 2023 i just kind of piggybacked off of that and mm-hmm. had Five 100 mile finishes along with a 50k, a 12 hour, or I guess an eight hour race, uh, I think a 30k, and some other little things here and there as well. Mm-hmm. But it's been a very busy year. Yeah. How, how did you like the so when so it was 2022 where you you kind of really went off the deep end with with hundreds? Um, and did did like how did how did you just start deciding you were you wanted to do hundreds that frequently or was it just like you saw races you wanted to do and you felt like yeah that's enough recovery time well last year was a little different just because of western states uh i was mm-hmm. already signed up for most of these races already right and okay. then western states is a lottery race and uh, it's very difficult to get into the race, and I had one ticket and got in on one ticket, so I, I, I literally just put in for the race to kind of build tickets in that lottery system. Right. Because the way Western States works is, as long as you are running a Western States qualifier each year, your tickets will double. So the first year mm-hmm. you have one ticket, second year two, third year you jump to four, then eight, 16, yep. and it just keeps uh, doubling from there as long right. as you're hitting that qualifying race every year. But mm-hmm. to get in on one ticket when there are people with 
256 tickets in there and 512 and just all these astronomical numbers. Like I think there were 41,000 tickets yeah. total that year. And my <laughs> yeah. single one was drawn. Yeah. So I basically had to do that race. That was <laughs> like not planned at all. And, yep. and frankly, I thought about not doing that race. Mm-hmm. I I, yeah. I debated that because I was injured again with the hamstrings. Yeah. Uh, at Dots, I, probably about 18 miles in, they kind of went to crap on me. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of fought through the rest of that race. But uh, yeah, I had basically planned to shut everything down for a while. Mm. And then Western States. <laughs> then Western States. <laughs> throwing a monkey wrench in yeah it. exactly oh man oh man um yeah western's weird it's it's like I, I i understand a lot of um and i've mentioned it on this podcast before there is uh it, it's weird because everyone seems to love it but there is some criticism and some that's valid and some that maybe isn't, but it it was a really cool time. And I, I think I said it on here earlier, but I did come out and crewed and paced for you um, at that race, which um, and I greatly appreciate it. And I'm so happy you invited me to come do it. It was such a great time. Um, you know, even though um, I stupidly got sunburn um, the, the day before the race. <laughs> Um, no, it was two days before the race. It was when I was going with Oak, um, when we, when we were hiking up the, that day, that's when I got the sunburn, uh, forgot my sunscreen. Bad Bob. Yeah. For the listeners, a couple days before the race, uh, they invite everyone to just kind of hike up the escarpment, which Mm -hmm. is more or less, you're just walking up a, uh, a ski hill. Yeah. Up a mountain. Yep. It's a nice walk. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting to see all the kind of twisted up trees that are up there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and so, so yeah, that, that takes you up to what they call high camp, which isn't quite all the way up. Um, the next day, they do like a little race um, for anyone uh, who wants to do it. And... Um, again, it goes to high camp, but I was like, damn it, I'm here. I want to go all the way. So I kept, I, you know, I ended up going up almost the entire route of what you climbed the next morning. Um, and I remember going up it and being like, oh my God, this is going to freeze. They are all going to die. (laughs) 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 Oh, there were definitely some like really crappy spots. I mean, a lot of it. It was probably over 10 miles of just snow and ice. They yeah. weren't continuous. Because yeah. uh, you'd get through a section and be like, all right, I can run now. And <laughs> here comes the next section. <laughs> and I, I, I remember, and I don't know if you recall this, but at the pre-race meeting, they said, so there's a section up there. Nobody is allowed to pass anyone. We don't want any runners mm-hmm. passing. And he said where it was at, and I promptly heard that and 
thought, I have no idea where he is talking about because I've never been up there before. <laughs> like, right. He's like, well, it'll be obvious. And mm-hmm. it was obvious because they put a uh, they put a person up there and oh, said, okay. hey, this next section. And it was basically a very steep incline. And okay. it was just thick snow and ice. Okay. And you go up this incline. If you look down the incline, it just keeps going. <laughs> It is oh. a long, long, long slide you would be uh, be taking there. Okay. So uh, I, I was glad they had a person there yeah. to uh, point that out. <laughs> and uh, basically tell people not to pass. But right. It was nice. I'll, there were some good uh, footholds there by the time I went through because okay. all of the uh, elites had already gone through and uh, – created those uh foot placements for everyone else right but oh, yeah man. it is definitely an experience just sliding down hills on your butt the entire like <laughs> all these different sections this is this is the first is the year i became familiar with the term glissade exactly i had <laughs> no idea that would that would ever occur up there but but it did, yeah. and it was, I mean, it slowed me way down, just being yeah. on that stuff, and slowed a lot of people down. Yeah. But it was fun. It was interesting. Yeah. It was, it was cool. It, it, and there is something that, it is fun to have kind of that big race atmosphere um, it, from time to time, and, you know, I like, I like the smaller races too, but it is nice to occasionally get kind of like that little bit of pomp and circumstance, and. I think I, I I I said it, and I don't know how you, because it was literally three hours after you finished, and you probably just wanted to not be there anymore. But I I like the award ceremony. Um, I I I I think that's a cool thing they, the way they do that. But um, it is it is kind of like a little bit of a kick in the nads to, um, go run and then have to sit there and wait for a while. Ah, it, it, it's fine. Uh. The year that uh, Jesse ran, which was 2001, it was like 106 degrees there. And mm. if you recall, the award ceremony is under a tent. Right. Just under like a tent awning. Yep. And it was just brutally hot to, just to sit outside for the award ceremony. Yeah. Uh, that would be hard. The, the year that I did it in 2023, it was just beautiful weather. Yeah, it was nice. Like in the eighties. <laughs> now it was kind of cold overnight, and I I heard this um, uh, pretty loudly from a certain member of our crew, um, who also uh, was a little beat up from pacing up to Green Gate. But you know <laughs> that's okay. I do I, I do got to say we made it thirty six minutes before we mentioned Oak Miller on this podcast so it was, it was surprising yeah honestly and i don't even know why you brought his name up right now i don't know i have no clue <laughs> no clue had nothing to do with anything um <laughs> yeah so, that that hike into green gates fun isn't it as a uh, as a crew member <laughs> in and out of there you know you know it's it's one of those things like it's really not that bad but it is like surprising like i'm still going like Wait, I'm, I'm literally still walking. How am I still walking? 
<laughs> yeah, I, I don't recall which way is the uphill and downhill, but mm. yeah, it's about a good probably two miles, roughly. I think so. Yeah, I think it was about two miles. I think I recorded it on my watch, so I, I could check, but... Um, That's where you got all my, of your uh, vert for June. <laughs> this is all my vert for June. <laughs> the, the climb out of Green Gate. Oh, man. We saw Sally McRae. Oh, yeah? Uh, on the, She was running down to meet her her runner. Um, and, yeah. It, so, it, it, it was, Western's a cool time. It really was. Um, yeah, it, it's, and it, it's fun all of the people that you see there like the right. the names that you see like in ultra running magazine that are winning these races like oh mm-hmm. that's that person oh i'm mm-hmm. standing next to them at uh, starbucks or whatever mm-hmm. in uh, olympic village yep that was cool and it was cool like the way we we were going through the course um you know and we we'd go back to forest hill um I think we were there two or three times by the time all was said and done. But the one time we were back at Forest Hill timed up perfectly with Courtney coming through. Um, and I remember standing at the Forest Hill market and she ran by on the street there and like getting to watch the elites is just fascinating. Like it did, you know, and obviously Courtney is in a league of her own, um, but you just effortless. It just looks like she's not even trying, and like she's, you know, more than halfway through the course. Like it's it's nuts. Um, but it, it was it's cool to be able to do that um, and see those things as crew um, and experience the whole thing. Um, yeah, that, that's one of the things I wanted to do since I had the yeah. three crew members. Since uh, Western allows you to have, there's. Uh, one pacer at a time, but there's three yeah. sections where the pacers can hop in. And mm-hmm. since I had three crew members, I wanted every single person to go out and at least pace part of the course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was cool. That was, is really an awesome. And I love, I like, it was really cool that they let you bring everyone into the stadium, um, at the end. And, um, it, it's a lot of cool things they do. Yeah, the final mile um, you do together. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah. After that incredibly evil climb right before that, <laughs> like it's just it's just mean. Yeah, I, I I remember saying, "All right, Bob, we just have this little climb right here, and we do the climb, and then we're on pavement or on a uh, blacktop, and it's yep. kind of like crappy blacktop." Like, okay, see those houses up there? We just got to get up there. And, every, and the rest of the crew will be there, and it's just flat, and we're into the stadium. Mm-hmm. And we get up there, and I'm like, this keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why, why are we not at the top yet? Yeah. It's like all these little false summits. Yeah. <laughs> I was, it, and, that, and that blacktop was steep. Yeah. Too. Like, it, was, it wasn't just going up. It was going up hard. And this is dumb. This is super <laughs> dumb. What ultras are dumb? Yep. Um, but I think what one of the things that was so I was so thankful for the opportunity to come out as that was like, oh, this is what doing a race like this with friends is like. 
and you know, and this is this is this is cool. This is just a really great time. Yeah, and that's my first experience of doing something like that too. Yeah, of having pacers come out and switching pacers and having a full crew and things like that. I mean, like Swami, I had Oak was there and he'd drive up in his car and every five mm-hmm. miles or so and hand me a new bottle or a sandwich or something. But this was like whole nother level of kind of commitment. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. changing yeah. shoes and uh, I had this weird, weird issue of uh, since there was snow and ice at the beginning of the race and, and you know this, Bob. Um, yeah. I was wearing some uh, like pretty th- heavy big lugged uh, Solomon mm-hmm. shoes, which worked like fantastic in the snow. It's not yep. good for like flat or pavement and stuff like that that we would later get into. As mm-hmm. soon as I changed shoes and anytime I'd hit it like a, any kind of climb, my left foot, this like right under the like pinky uh, uh, joint there, would just start mm-hmm. throbbing. And I'd have to take off my shoe, rub that spot for like 20 seconds or 10 seconds or so, put on the shoe, then I'm good to go until the next climb starts. It it was just bizarre. I've never had that happen. So the the embarrassing thing was I was kind of starting to cramp up to be able to like reach as I have incredibly long legs. And to be able to reach that, they're like, Guys, I think I need someone to rub my foot. <laughs> it's like the most <laughs> embarrassing ask ever. <laughs> and then, do, uh, and then do, do, yeah. to everyone's credit, they're like, yeah, okay. Well, yeah. I don't see a problem with that. Like, we, we're getting you to the finish, man. <laughs> you got to do it. Yeah. It, it was, it's like super embarrassing, though. It's like, oh, why, why is, I, why I is this that. happening? <laughs> and it's right. never happened since. No. Like same it shoes was... I've done hundreds in again and no mm-hmm. issue. So it was weird. funny though because we were doing that last climb at the very end. So we're a mile and a quarter maybe to the finish line and it's it started hitting you and you're you're looking at it like, no, I'm we're just gonna go. I'm like, Kevin, just stop. The, let's take care of it for a second. Um <laughs> and, and, and then you're I like I see you bending down like You've, you're you know 700 years old okay we'll get this thing but uh, <laughs> it, it, it was it's a bizarre thing it's a bizarre thing um so western was a good time and then um you know a couple weeks later we had the badger which of course has been the topic of this podcast since i dnf the tunnel yeah, hill that was probably six weeks later roughly mm-hmm mm-hmm and um, and then you came and podium at Badger <laughs> six weeks later. Yeah, it was a so. very slow year for the Badger. <laughs> um, and, and I give uh, uh, Liza Howard like all the credit for my podium. Uh, oh, yeah? She is a phenomenal runner. She's won Leadville. She's won Bandera, mm-hmm. I believe, and a lot of races. So she's a... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, kind of an elite runner. Mm-hmm. And so she dominated the field. And a lot of people were trying to keep up with her. 
And I think ah. I think I think she blew out the field. And I, I just kind of picked my way through the aftermath of it. Because <laughs> uh, I did end up passing someone probably about a mile and a half, two miles to the finish. Okay. And he left Hollywood, which is about nine miles to the finish, I think an hour or two before me. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this a lot of people just fell apart. I mean, it was oh, a yeah. humid year. Um, yeah. It wasn't like super hot and it's like the mid 80s, but it was mm-hmm. it was humid. It was and very I, humid. And yeah. I was feeling the effects of that, too. I oh, I was yeah. out of my mind at that race about 50 miles in. <laughs> I, I, my brain just stopped functioning. But <laughs> I, I, I came up with this uh, plan, and I've never done this before, uh, yeah. of a run-walk method. And since it's like mm-hmm. completely flat, I just programmed it into my watch of uh, just this weird interval of three and a half minutes running, one minute walking. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I think interesting because I have ha- I tend to have hamstring issues on flats, like more than okay. any climbing or descending. Okay. And so I'm like, eh, maybe that'll that'll help that out, and. What's funny is I never even, like, this never occurred to me to ever do this before I did the meet the listeners call on 10 Junk Miles. Uh Uh-huh. And I think Carrie Mace was doing that. She was uh, on the show at the time, on that episode, and she mentioned a run-walk method and and whether you can, like, program your watch to do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Huh. Maybe I, I was maybe, on that episode. Maybe I should try that. And it was just Okay. Interesting. Yeah. A few days before I just programmed this little time interval in. <laughs> and when my mind just kind of went like haywire, all I did was follow what my watch was doing. Following just the beat. The watch. <gasps> That's amazing. Yeah. That, and, and so literally days before, you, you didn't train this. Nope, never uh, trained this. this. Nope. No, you just, I love it. That's amazing. Nope, never mentioned it to my coach. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> just just went with it. Nice. Oh, man. Well, hey, hey it worked out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It worked that, out for you. That was uh, pretty surprising when I got to the finish line and uh, Scotty. Uh, Scotty Coomer of 10 Junk Miles and 10 Junk Miles Racing was there mm-hmm. and hands me the buckle and the uh, concho because uh, you get a concho after your first 100 mile finish there. So mm-hmm. so anything subsequent after your first finish, you get like a uh, little thing that goes in the goes on your belt and it kind of goes through one of the uh, like other holes that are in the belt, the extra holes. Yep. And then he hands me the third place uh, uh, plaque. I'm like, I... What? Yeah. I'm like, I don't... <laughs> that's not for me. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're the third place male. You're fourth overall. I'm like, uh, can you check? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I'm sure. I've, I've been here the whole time. <laughs> like, but... I'm not fast like people that podium this race. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I that's I, yeah. I read it in like what twenty and a half hours, roughly somewhere around there, which was like 20, thirty minute PR for me. But yeah, but, twenty thirty four. Generally, that's yep. not good enough for for that race. Yeah, but no, it's it's still it hell. It, and not only did you do that, you did that uh, six weeks after West States, and then. And and then like just a note on Badger real quick before mm-hmm. we move on um, is just what it was. I I think for people who are listening and if you know wherever you live, if you're you're thinking about doing a hundred, you know one get it, the experience that I went through of like, I made friends in the community. I got to go crew a couple, uh, people. I paced a couple of people. Um, that made such a difference. And to run a race with people that, you know, like when I saw Kevin on the trail, it was, you know, I was two or three times. It was, would have been twice, but, and even though it's twice and what ended up being 32 hours, I mean, that's twice. I saw Kevin. It was twice. I saw Oak. Um, twice I saw other people I knew and that that was really helpful in just you know keeping my mood up and keeping the race going yeah and in case someone's not familiar the Badger is a out back and back out mm-hmm. race so you run yep. basically a third of the race turn around run a third of the race turn around and run the final third of the race so that's mm-hmm. why he's saying you'd see you twice Yep. Unfortunately, you only run the worst part of the course twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the section to dots. Oh, oh man, so much sun, mm-hmm. so much sun. Oh god. All right, so so we so that's that's Badger. Then you go, literally two weeks later, and I I remember thinking you guys are insane because um, there were a couple of y'all. Um, yeah, Oak Miller, Steve it. Dents. We mm-hmm. ran both Badger and the Berlin Wall 100 miler. Mm-hmm. And Shay. Yep. Um, yep. And. Uh, yep. Shay. So we had you, Jens there. Uh, Grattenhaler. Yep. Uh, Matt Smith was running uh, a relay and then uh, was kind of crewing and kind of pacing the 100 mile group as well afterwards. Yeah. So we had a good group out there. So, yeah. That's and that's the way to do it. Do it a group. Um, which which is which is a trap because there's you don't want to you don't want to FOMO yourself into a race, but you want to do things with your friends. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's a delicate. Yeah, balance. this is one of the races we all signed up for like as soon as it opened. Yeah, so it was a good like eight nine months in advance. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And then you went to Mines, which was another big, um, you know, a lot of people yep. from the Tenjik Miles Nation. Um, and then just, what, two weeks ago now was uh, Devil Dog. Yep. And <laughs> Yeah, so I had been finishing, I think I finished, what, 1,000 milers in a row. And I'm like, I think. I mean, I was worn out, uh, yeah. physically worn out going into the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, not an excuse uh, for the DNF, but probably a good reason why it 
happened, but mm-hmm. which I think I just completely contradicted myself by saying that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, going going yeah. into uh, like even going into mines, I was tired. Um, yeah, just mentally and not so much physically tired, but just mentally tired. Mm-hmm. And after Mines of Spain, I was just pretty exhausted. And yeah. I kept thinking of Devil Dog going, all right, I just have one more to do and then I'll be done for the year. And that's mm-hmm. uh, that's all there is to it. Just get through it and then you'll be done. Yeah. Uh, somewhat hoping for a government shutdown uh, <laughs> because Devil Dogs is on a uh, uh, national forest. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, the deadline is for the government shutdowns like two weeks before Devil Dogs. So maybe that'd get me out of it. Uh, <laughs> which is not like how you want to go into a race <laughs> with that mindset. No, I think I think if you're if you're if you're having that thought and you're like legitimately having that thought and not just like the joking with people online, like th- that's a sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just the few weeks before the race, I was just dead on my feet. I'd go out for a run. Yeah. Uh even the week before, I Normally do an eight miler on Saturday, a six miler on Sunday, and mm-hmm. then I take a break on Monday and I do this little countdown with my runs. So Tuesday, like generally races are on Saturday, and Tuesdays four days before the race, so I'll do four miles. Wednesday I'll do three. Tuesday, Thursday I'll do two. Friday one. Mm-hmm. Just kind of count it down with my runs. Right. Saturday I went out and did my like. Very, very easy, slow eight miler. And I wanted a nap during that. Mm-hmm. I just was lethargic, it just tired. Mm-hmm. Sunday, same thing. Like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, there's a bench. Maybe I should go take a break, which I mean, I should be full of energy at this point. Because <laughs> right. you do your training blocks and then you're tapering down to, to the race and. Should yeah. just be hold, hold me back. My legs are springy and I'm ready right. to go. And this was not the case. And even mm-hmm. talking like Monday with my coach, I'm like, I don't know. I might not even do this race. I'm just mm-hmm. not there mentally. I'm just tired and <laughs> I just want to sleep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's how I went into Devil Dog. And so. <laughs> So why, it, it you know the the way you describe it, and I and I remember just hearing you know kind of the way you were talking about running in the those couple of weeks leading up to the race, um, and just seeing what you what you were posting with your runs, and it it, it did it was exactly what you just described, and so why, what what was it that made you say no, I'm still going to go for it. Well, it's only like a 30-minute drive from me. Okay. So mm-hmm. I, I have that going for it. It's a very local race, mm-hmm. um, which honestly that should have made it easier to drop from since I wouldn't have mm-hmm. had like airfare or hotel or any of these other 
sunk costs. But I have signed up for, like, Devil Dog was my first kind of real trail race, I think. Uh, At least a fixed distance trail race. Right. Of 100K. And then I signed up for it. I was planning to do it in 2020, the 100 miler. Okay. 2021, I signed up for it, and my wife had back surgery, like, right before Mm. the race. So I skipped it that year just because I'm a I'm not going to be gone for a day and a half with her being a week out of surgery. Right. So I skipped it that year, and I was going to do it last year, but injured my hamstring at uh, at dots. Mm-hmm. And so I'd already paid for this race, I think twice, and this <laughs> okay. was the I think the third time I had paid for this hundred miler. Okay. And like, I'm just going to see if I can get it done, which everything went fairly well. The first loop that uh, double dogs is a five loop race. Uh, mm-hmm. First loop is 22, 23 miles. It has a little extra section they add on because all the mm-hmm. subsequent loops are 19.5 miles. And it's, yeah. it's a nice race. Um, very good crew or very good, uh, support staff there the rds were fantastic um Mm -hmm. i just after the first loop i had nothing in the tank (laughs) (laughs) i I was like man this was a bad idea (laughs) so i'm gonna go ahead and uh i think i can walk this in for 80 miles (laughs) so I was like kind of run walking it uh, for the most part after the first loop. And I get down to the second loop, like, this is not going well. <laughs> but yeah. uh, and I, I had a few like weird things happen during the race also. Um, and, and by weird, I did kind of the cardinal sin of trying new things on race day. Mm-hmm. I tried a couple new uh, electrolyte flavors. Uh, one of them I did not like at all, but I had a lot of it with me. So I like, <laughs> I'm going to keep drinking this because I want to get rid of it also. <laughs> and I, I have it here and it's calories and that's fine. Cause right. I like to drink calories as I like to drink as many calories as I can just because it's easy calories. Right. At least, at Makes least sense. for me. And mm-hmm. This is funny. I, I I was going along and I dumped out one of these bottles. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And there's little water <laughs> stations along the way. And I filled it back up with water and, and like, man, this still tastes like that flavor. This, uh, uh, like apple, like hot apple cider flavor. And it was mm-hmm. bad. At least, at least for me at that point. And it took me a while to figure out that, a lot of it did not mix into the bottle or into the uh, solution. <laughs> so there was like a big layer of it in the bottom of my, uh, of my soft flask. And so oh. I just like kept filling stuff on top of this and it would like slowly like dissolve into whatever <laughs> other flavor or, or of like Gatorade or whatever they had on course. Yeah. Mm. Grape Gatorade and hot apple cider aftertaste. Whoa. It's like, Oh, it was bad. Uh, so that kind of wrecked my stomach. 
Yeah. And so I had kind of that going up like, all right, I can still do like 60 miles. I can, I can walk 60 miles. <laughs> uh, then the rain started after the fourth loop. It was just kind of steady and somewhat, uh, not like super heavy rain, but it was, it was, it was raining pretty good. So, yeah. And it was nighttime pretty early and uh, I started like kind of sliding around in the mud and my hamstrings started acting up a little bit Mm -hmm. and then they started acting up a little more and got to mile 80. I had a lot of time uh, at mile 80. I had a good 10 hours left in this race, which would have been like 30 30 minute miles. uh, Yeah. Which... I probably could have done 30-minute miles because uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I had any miles that were slower than that up to that point. But I was just dead tired and broken, and I, d- I just bailed out. I yeah, I didn't have it. And that that yeah. makes me sad to say I didn't have it just because... I thought I had the hundred mile distance like figured out at this point. And yeah, just a lot of stuff went wrong on me. Yeah. It's a, a, it's, I mean, the second you had the mud, that must, I, (laughs) that had to be. Yeah. I, I, I I hit a couple spots where the trail had a little canter to it. Little Mm -hmm. and got to go it along and start sliding down the hill as you're stepping and then it just kind of mm-hmm. drops off a bit and, and goes yeah. down to like into a creek uh, a little mm-hmm. bit further down. Uh, I was like grabbing onto trees and I'd hit like another spot and it'd just be trying to like pick my way down in the mud and like trying to pick your way down in slick mud does not mm-hmm. work. Uh, no. But it was kind of a rooty and rocky section. So I was having a hard time. And night. <laughs> so uh-huh. I was having a little bit of a hard time, like, working my way down. I'd, like, grab onto a tree, realize it's a dead tree when it snaps off in my hand. And <laughs> oh. Just slipping and sliding, and that just kind of wrecked the hamstrings a bit. And Right. And I remember just, like, going in. I'm like, man, my stride is, like, nothing at this point. Just, just yeah. walking in. And... I I, that, I called it. Uh, they, that sounds. They tried to an awful. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, they tried to talk me back into that race, and uh, did they? Yeah. yeah. And I, and I think part of them trying to talk me back into that race made me want to quit even more. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing against the people that were trying to talk me into it. It's kind of like yeah. the mindset of they don't know. They don't know what I'm going through. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm definitely dropping now. <laughs> you don't know me. <sighs> oh man, that that sounds the way you describe that sounds an awful lot like what I I was feeling at Tunnel Hill. Um, and when I was because it was, you know, I, I the way I was doing the math in my head and and I was. One, I was pretty sure I could not walk it in. Uh, I, I knew I couldn't walk it in at the pace I was doing, but I was so screwed up. Um, and 
it just it just yeah it felt like what you described of just I, you know I just I gotta stop like I can't keep going um and it sucks it's tough to 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 have to deal with that um yeah it, it's tough coming off of that uh, mm-hmm. just realizing that my will was not there and normally mm-hmm. that's not an issue yeah yeah it, it, it's got it do you think do you think did any part of it play into it of like okay you know you've you've done you know like like you said 10 hundred finishes in the lat and you know uh, in a row like did did it jump in your mind at all of like you know I don't have anything else to prove I, I've done what I want to do or you know did, did that at all no it's never been that um hmm. even uh, like mines of Spain I went into that race just blah going into it yeah finished it mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have any <laughs> like problems finishing it other than like having some like slight uh, allergy related kind of migraines during that race but yeah I mean I was gonna do it and and I think maybe if at devil dogs if maybe I had like a set of poles with me or something that may mm-hmm. have been helpful or uh on that last to go out to go out again on another loop just to have something yeah. to take the pressure off the uh my, my hamstrings there which i'm yeah. kind of sensitive about <laughs> yeah um so i think this is and then we're getting a little long here but so we can start heading down the the, the wrap-up path but i think what's what's interesting for i hope for our listeners here in hearing you know kevin's story here is like there's there's certainly a lot of people who will will go out and do um do a hundred and say once is enough i did it i signed off but you could very easily just get that bug and like it's just you gotta you you gotta do more you gotta do more you gotta keep going and um and it's it's very possible to work yourself to a point where you have the fitness to do it multiple times a year whether or not you want to that's up to you but you can get to that point um if you put in the work um which is which is a really cool thing and it lets you get to do things that most people won't do ever in their lives i mean how many people are genuinely going to you know hike the western states trail um all the way from olympic valley to uh to auburn not many you know they'll do day hikes or for a section of it so it's it's really cool what you can do and you know you certainly um you've been a big inspiration to me in in being ambitious and but also knowing Bob I'm going to stop you right I'm going to stop you right there I do not want credit for any stupidity <laughs> that uh, that comes from this that I do okay <laughs> fair enough fair enough we'll I, I, I do not Shay. want Erica blaming me 
she is a, a my my great um, what I say about her because she's seventy five percent Polish and a hundred percent Italian, um, and so you know you don't want her you don't want her blaming you or being mad at you for something. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so uh so let's quick like what do you um i know but for the listeners what are you looking at for next year next year is still a little bit up in the air i put mm-hmm. in for the leadville lottery and the drawing for that is not until the first week of january and that's mm-hmm. going to kind of shape what next year is to become. Uh, right now, I'm uh, planning on doing the uh, Salton Sea from uh, Badwater, mm-hmm. uh, along with uh, Oak Miller and uh, and Shay, who was on. Mm-hmm. I think she was on your last episode. Shay, she was. Yeah. So we're mm-hmm. doing that together. Um, yeah. I have that. Uh, I have the Massanutten Mountain Trail 100. In Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, in May, and then I think I'm just signed up for the uh, Badger in August at this point. All right, but I do plan on doing the Yeti 100 again, if I if there I if go. I can get in. <laughs> um, and also depending on that, um, may completely just shape up the rest of the year, because I have this right weird idea of the Virginia Sixer, which is all six <laughs> yes. 100 milers in Virginia, which a uh, mm-hmm. which a local guy just finished, and he's the first one to do it. And it's mm. got like some terrible stretches of races of, I think, three hundreds in four weeks, two of them being very, very difficult. Uh, but, yeah. but we'll see. Um, if I get into Leadville, I'm not going to do that. If I sure. can't get into Yeti, which I have to sign up for, for before Leadville uh, announces, right? Uh, then that's off the table, too. And then I'll probably sure. jump into maybe Bighorn. There you go. Bighorn. Hop on the wait list. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do they have a wait list? Actually, they're still open right now. As a, as oh, of yeah, I think they... yesterday or the day before I checked and it is open registration still. I wonder, I don't know how many spots they have left. I wonder if people are holding off um, registering to to hear some lottery results. But it might fill by the time the lotteries are pulled. Yeah, I don't I don't know what lotteries are left other well, than it would just be Leadville. Yeah, as far as a right? big race, yeah. but. Yeah, because Western and Hard Rock pulled. So, mm-hmm. yeah, huh? That's interesting. Maybe, I would, maybe the I would think that one would be filled. Lottery. Could be. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. That they, you guys got me fomoing hard over Bighorn, but it's just not something I can uh, get out there for. So instead, I, you know, I, I, because I was so I haven't been on to talk just um, with Sass. Um, since our last episode I recorded with her, um, uh, that's hopefully next week. But um, I was originally you had you had given me this idea that I should do Yeti, and by all accounts, it sounded like a perfect race for me. Um, 
and it was a fun race. It's what it I mean, not like. the year I did it. It was terrible the year I did it, but it was still fun. <laughs> yeah, it 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 sounds just like it sounds like a like a really really fun race. Um, it's not a lot of vert, and it's pretty pretty similar to Badger, um, in terms of the course, um, but it's a little further into the year so you know the chances of it being 80 degrees and 100 percent humidity are low um so that was a really great idea and then somebody threw out an idea and i said that sounds smart or not smart that sounds appealing and then i and then somebody else said, you know, oh, this is this is a really good intro to Mountain Ultras. And I was like, well, that sounds interesting. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. And, and then I kind of slightly impulsively signed up for Run Rabbit Run. Oh, that's going to uh, be fun. I'm looking forward to I it. I mean, you, I'm you're really... going to use that treadmill. Uh, and oh, you're yeah. going to be hiking a lot of inclines. A lot of, a lot of inclines. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, because it, 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 it when when I first started getting interested in this stuff had to do with like I was watching this YouTube channel called Mediocre Amateur, mm-hmm. and it's a couple ultra runners in the Wasatch, and I was like, so I said, you know, you know, I knew like Leadville, like I don't like signing up for stuff that I know I don't have a chance of finishing. Um. And I knew I couldn't finish Leadville. So even though I could have tried for it this year, um, and I have uh, a way to get in, but I was like, no, I'm. I know I can't finish Leadville. I'm not going to sign up for something I can't fit. I know I can't finish. But I thought about Run Rabbit Run, and I was like, I know it's going to be hard, but I think I can finish it. So, all right, this is this is the kind of this is the kind of challenge that I like. So. Um, I'm. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, I think you have what a nice four thousand foot climb to start off the race. To start, <laughs> yeah, it's about yeah. I think it's thirty five. I think there are three thirty five hundred foot climbs in during the race, and so wait. And then I was thinking about that because the total climbing for the race is twenty two thousand, and so I was like. 35 and 35 and 35 so there's 10,500 feet of climbing just in the big climb so there's a lot of other little climbing throughout that race but it won't feel like it <laughs> compared to those no. <laughs> right because <laughs> what was the escarpment it was I don't know was it about four a little under I don't know yeah I don't know that because that was that was a good climb up. That was about like you know? four miles, three four miles of just straight climbing, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Some little breaks here so. and there, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's that's fun. I'm excited for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I do not I envy can't. your training that you have to do for that. <laughs> Being a uh, flatlander, just like me. Yeah, I know. You know, it's that's honestly that's part of the appeal, of, and it's part of the, you know, I, the reason I said I'm not going to sign up for Leadville is because of, I am interested in running Leadville, 
and it's notorious for chewing up flatlanders um and for that like that's what interests me is like i want i want to get to i want to crack the nut of how to train for leadville as a flatlander and you know um and so run rabbit run is similar elevation gain but it's a little lower than leadville and you have 36 hours instead of 30 so so we'll see uh i've either bitten off way more than i can chew and um i'll dnf at like mile 20 or it'll be 36 hours of suffering um one or the other what are the other yeah just (laughs) crank that treadmill to 15 and just keep keep going. going I was at I was at the gym the other night and they do have ones that go up to twenty five. So that was twenty. That's that's good climbing. So, but anyways, um, it is getting late. You need to go run still. Yeah, I have to, uh, probably. Yeah, right? I have to do my eleven hundred feet of vert today for the. That's true. Twelve days of vert. Twelve days of vert. Yeah. I'm going to get more vert this month doing 12 days of vert than I've gotten for most of the rest of the year. Yeah. But it's a lot. So, yes. But, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. It has been a wonderful chat. I think probably a lot more, like, running-focused chat than um, I've, I've heard on a podcast <laughs> in a long time. Um, but I hope – I think this, this was a great story for um, for – people who are interested in hundreds and just hearing your experience so thank you for sharing and uh being with us oh it's today. fun uh we should do it again sometime yeah well, maybe, here's what we should do we should do one after salt and sea um because now i mean i've gotten i've interviewed Che. i've been interviewed you i'm going to have to interview oak miller um at some point or he's going to feel left out and so but maybe I do him right after Salt and Sea. And then we have a like, group one. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're stepping on Scotty's toes here. <laughs> I know. He's going to be like, what are you doing? Because he wants to do that episode too. <laughs> oh. The pre ooh. and post Salt and Sea episode. The pre and po- yeah, that'll, I, I'm, that'll be very interesting. I can't wait to hear um you your guys' story about that. for people who don't know about salt and sea um it is a what is it like 80 mile race um in the desert of california it starts at this place called the salt and sea um and it goes up the mountain basically from there and you can have teams of two or teams of three but you have to stay close to each other the whole time it's like something like what 20 feet um, yeah something like 10 or, yards or something something yeah. like that yeah and so you gotta you gotta stay real close so when like if you if one when one person has their their meltdown like everyone has to deal yep. with that and then when someone else like so um so you can only I, go it, as it, fast as the slowest person at that time yep whoever's having so, the problem everyone's having the problem <laughs> <laughs> someone stops to go to the bathroom everyone stops and stop. Yep. Give it. Got to give it to Badwater for coming up with amazingly dumb ideas um, for for races. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so. All right, sir. All right. Good chat, and uh, you know, have a great run tonight. And uh, you know, as always, um, 
uh, just a thank you out to all of our listeners. Um, and uh, we will hopefully yep. talk to you Smash again Smash the subscribe button, as the kids <laughs> say. Smash that like <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs>